Good morning. Thank you for tuning in. My name is Michael Mullis with a company called Mortgage Teacher. Please Google us. Take a look at what you see for yourself. Read the reviews. Of course, I know you're around London and surrounding area. I've been working here myself for over 20 years, helping out with mortgage advice between all the banks and, you know, surrounding area. So thank you very much for tuning in. Today's kind of a special program. We're going to focus on Canada weekend, Canada week. Let's just focus on what the heck's been going on maybe in, you know, April, May, June of July, uh, July of 2023. Um, we have lots of graduations going on lately, the end of school. We're heading into summer. So 2023, what's been going on with mortgages? And that's what we're going to focus on a little bit on today's program. We've been hearing a lot of announcements. There are concern with certain mortgages. We'll talk about that today. Um, and, and we'll go from there. And of course, something a little different. Possibly if you're interested in investing in mortgages. <clears throat> Maybe you have a family member that could use some help that everybody can win. Folks, it's there's a lot of money out there. Uh, let's be honest with you. Just since 2020, 21, literally, there's a lot more money printed. <laughs> if you follow our government, there seems to be a lot more money created. Um, you know, as far as backing us up or incentives out there that the government is giving away or creating. So the point I'm getting at, there's still a lot of money in the system. And this is why that inflation is still high in spending. And as far as the talk in the news, you know, this is why they want to bring the spending down and tighten things up. And we will bring that up in today's show. Of course, the inflation announcement that we just heard uh, in the last few weeks. So we will talk about all of this in today's program. And like I said, where the opportunity lies. Now, first, let's talk about what we've been hearing in the news in 2023. When we hear the interest rates are going up, or for example, if you were to call my office and say, Mike, what are the rates? Or if I see you at a hockey rink, hey, Mike, what's the rates at? Well, when I get these questions, these questions, sorry, I have to reply with what rate are you talking about? Typically in Canada, and you can ask your parents if you don't have a mortgage, or of course, if you had had a mortgage and you don't need one anymore, well, you might be a good advisor because you're, you got rid of your mortgage. How can we teach these other ones to do it? So the point I'm getting at is the comparable rate in Canada, you can agree, is typically the five-year fix. So if we're going to ask somebody, hey, you know, I haven't had a mortgage in 20 years. What are the rates at nowadays? Usually the rate you mean is the five-year fix. So let's talk about the five-year fix a little bit and teach you about its background. And what I mean by that is if you Google search Canada five-year bond, Canada five-year bond yield, this graph you look at and can play around with, and there's different sites that provide it like MarketWatch or investing.com, for example. But when you watch that, stocks and bonds, if the rates go up, I'm going to start getting emails from all the banks saying, we're putting our five-year fixed up. If we see the chart going down, down, down over a couple of days, First of all, you start getting emails from the bank saying, hey, we're going to have a five-year special this week. And then two weeks later, you get an email saying, we are now lowering our five-year fixed. So this is kind of what happens. That graph, as Canadians, you and me alike, whether I'm the advisor, you the consumer, whether you're a realtor, whether you're a financial planner out there listening, this is the graph that all of us Canadians follow to determine what the five-year fixed is doing. Now, the five-year fixed, what it has been doing lately, 
is it's been going up. And when I say lately, I mean literally just the last 30 to 60 days. And it's kind of created a problem for people possibly locking in. And what I mean by that is maybe the rate was down to about 4.7, 4.9, maybe low 5% for a five-year fixed. And now it's gone up about 0.6, 0.5. So we're seeing rates as high as you know 5.7, 5.8, on a five-year fixed. So well, that's a bit of a dilemma. That's not the best rates we've been seeing lately. So it's kind of tough to go after that interest rate. So just a quick little story there. That is what's going on with the fixed rate mortgage. Now, all the announcements we're hearing lately, this is what we call Bank of Canada. And this is what we call the prime rate. I've discussed it on the show before and I'll do it again. So what that means is if if Bank of Canada announces an increase, now let's go back in history, July 2021, wow, the prime rate was at 2.45. So we could get a rate of one and a half percent, folks. That's right. In our variable, we were one and a half percent. And 35% of Canadians took a variable rate mortgage that year. So there's a lot of us that have been so-called riding this prime rate upward. Okay. So that's fine. That's what's been going up with the variable rate mortgage. Now, way back in July, it went up 1%. Then a month after, it went up 0.75%. As we all know, I'm a variable rate holder. As we all know, we've all been seeing our notices in the mail saying that rates are going up. Now, let's just talk about this variable rate for a little bit because there's a lot of listeners out there. And there's different banks that are handling this differently. And it makes you think, who's safe and who is not in the variable rate area? Are you vulnerable? For example, if your payment keeps going up and going up and going up, oh, I know it's bad. It's hard to afford. It's difficult. I understand that. And it's definitely putting pressure on us. The issue is though, is what about the rates that aren't going up? Some people have mortgages that the interest rate is not increasing at all. So you're still paying the same payment. But then you start hearing talk about trigger rate, trigger point. You start hearing lines like a 50-year amortization. You even start hearing lines, folks, get ready for this, that 70-year, 80-year amortizations. What? So if you do have a variable rate mortgage and your payment has not changed, I don't know what's going on. Just a few weeks ago, CIBC put a big report out saying, you know, the government, and we haven't seen a bank call out a government before. They called out saying that Bank of Canada has to make decisions because all of these people coming up due in 2024 and 25, what are they going to do? So there's a big push out there, folks, that the rates need to start coming down throughout 2024 and 25. Otherwise, what is going to happen? Are we going to have reverse amortizations? So there's the big picture in whole. Now, as far as the variable rate mortgage, so this is the one that we're hearing the news going up, going up. Back in March, they announced that they're not going to move it up. They're going to sit still. And that's when our real estate started to pick up. I mean, it's the spring market. It naturally picks up. But of course, when people were hearing that interest rates weren't moving, perhaps a lot of people thought, okay, this is the end of the increasing. Now it's going to maybe level out and start to decrease. And the fixed rates were decreasing. So this was good news. Now, I want to throw this out there quick. 
A lot of you listening know that a variable rate typically is the lower rate, but it could come with risk and go up and down. Makes sense. But here's what's going on today, folks. The variable rate is over 1% higher than the fixed rate. That's so odd. So everyone, why would you take a variable? Everyone is wanting to lock in right now. And even then, it's not even a good rate to lock in at. So a lot of others are, you know, maybe pondering, wondering rates if or when variable will come down. Just to give you an idea, and this is what we're going to get into. I know we're got to head to a news break. So let me end with this and we'll come right back after this. But there is a huge opportunity because, guys, let's think. Prime rate is at 6.95%. So if you were to get, you know, $40,000 to renovate, if you needed to finish the basement, finish a backyard, maybe you have high consumer debt. Some credit cards have racked up because those have gone up. These are the talks that it's hard to go and borrow short-term money because even at the bank, it's so expensive. So when we come back, we're going to talk about how a family can help each other out. And instead of the bank always winning, maybe there's a way the family can win together. I'm Michael Mullis from Mortgage Teacher, and we'll be back right after this. Well, thank you for not changing the channel. If you're still listening, thank you very, very much. And if you're just tuning in, my name is Michael Mullis with a company called Mortgage Teacher. And that's exactly what we do on this show. And we usually teach you ways to save interest. But if you tuned in just before the break, I'm going to actually give you some tips to make some money on interest and, and where the opportunity lies. So earlier in the program, we were talking about, I know it took a little while and I apologize, but the difference between fixed and variable and what has been going on lately. So all of these announcements we're hearing on the news, you know, Bank of Canada, Bank of Canada, putting rates up, putting rates up. Those are affecting the variable rate mortgages. They are affecting the people that have a line of credit. Okay. And then of course, overall lending. Yes. Like now your car loan might be, you know, 6.99% instead of 1.99%. So that is also what happens also. But Really, it's the variable rate holders, like I mentioned before, that took a mortgage in 2021 that are the most shocked. So those are the ones that are like, hmm, should I lock in? Should I not? Well, call into our office. Each person has a different scenario. You want to be careful because the banks are selling people into a five-year fixed. Now, I also talked to others that another people that have a big concern with their variable rate is if your payment didn't change. And now you're starting to go backwards. Maybe you owe the bank up to $12,000. And when you come up for renewal, what's going to happen if you now are in a reverse setup? It's almost like you're renting your house from your bank. And you know us around London and surrounding area, we don't like paying rent. We would prefer to buy and build our own equity, but it's tough. I get it. So this is where you want to be careful because ownership might have you pretty much renting and paying tax on that. So we want to go through all those numbers and make sure you're making the best decision. Now, again, where the opportunity lies. Remember when we went into a bank, like, I don't know, I'm going to go back to my twenties. That's many years ago. <laughs> but when we got a line of credit, say you just want an operating line of credit, $20,000 to kind of do some things. That is at prime plus four. And if prime is at 6.95, that leaves you folks at 10.95. Are you kidding me? A line of credit at a bank is at 11%. Listen to those numbers. Compounded monthly. So for example, if you did take one of these beautiful HELOC 
all-in-one. Uh, I don't mean to throw any bank under the bus. They all have them. Don't get me wrong. Call them what you want. Okay, so I'm not picking on anyone. They all have them and they can be used. They are a smart product only for the person that is investing and creating a tax deduction. So there's a lot of Londoners I know because I get a lot of calls that are saying, you know, Mike, I don't really owe owe much on my mortgage, but I did take an $80,000 line of credit out to help my kids. And now this has gone from, you know, 1% or 2% all the way up to 10%. You know that this could happen or at least an increase of 5%. So this is where you want to be careful because in my opinion, the banks really started selling this carelessly. I apologize, but the all-in-one mortgage is really to access your equity quickly to invest to create a tax deduction. That's where the real strategy comes in. Because in Canada, if you borrow to invest, you get to write that off. But then the banks, when the rates got really low in mortgages, they were like, well, or the advisors, the advisors. It's not the banks. I deal with all the banks. It's the people advising you to the bank. And the issue was, well, here's a line of credit just in case, just in case, just in case you want to buy a boat, just in case you want to go buy a cottage up north. And now I see people coming in with these monster lines of credit that feels, oh, it's just a line of credit. No, folks, that's a mortgage. Ask your lawyer. It's just written up in a different way. It's still attached to your house. And that is high interest debt compounded monthly. So here's what I'm starting to see, because If the bank interest rate, now, if you do have one of these lines of credit, it's not 10%. I apologize. If you have one of these lines of credit attached to your house that you had to pay lawyer fees to set it up, then you had to pay lawyer fees to pay it out because it's literally registered to your house. Then if you're, if you have that going, that might be something you're interested to pay out. Or if you need a short term loan, that's the interest rate that has gone up. And this is where people are sort of stuck on what to do. If you need a short term money. Now, If the bank rate, like I said, that line of credit, I apologize, registered is about prime plus a half. But still, folks, that's seven and a half percent right now. So now your line of credit has become either seven and a half percent or 10 percent. Either way, that is very expensive money. And if you haven't heard, this is what Bank of Canada is trading. This is what the banks are trading. Well, guess what? London and people have some money. So there might be lenders that come together and we call this alternative money. Why? Because if, say, your great uncle has a large or your grandma and grandpa have a family trust fund, they could lend you money through the family trust. This is what's trending, folks. Family is lending within family and kind of doing what we would know traditionally as a private mortgage. But why let the bank make money at 7, 8, 9, 10% when that's really the lending rate that I don't want to say it, but private mortgages or alternative mortgages. This is what's crazy about it. So somebody wants to go, here's an example, folks. What if you have one year left on your mortgage, two years left on your mortgage? You got a 2.9 rate, maybe a 3.5% rate. You don't want to break that interest rate, but you would like to have another 60,000 to maybe pay out high interest debt. Maybe get that backyard done because now you have a deal on an excavator and you can get it done. Maybe it's lumber, the costs are down on material, so it's better to purchase these things now because a year or two ago you paid so much for the renovation. There's all different things that save and make us money, and that's what we have to identify. So right now the problem is no one wants to borrow any money to do that because it's so expensive, but it depends where you borrow it from. I mean, no doubt it's expensive no matter what, but here's what I'm starting to see. Somebody needed $60,000, $70,000 to kind of clear out some debt 
and get themselves set up properly so when they did come up for renewal next year at their bank, they could still get good interest rates. And they used this 60000 that they borrowed from their family. They borrowed it at 8%. So now their family is earning 8% on that money. That's pretty good. See, this is what you call syndicated mortgages, folks. And this is what brokers can do too. They can help arrange as long as you're, you know, a, a qualified investor, which means you have the money to invest. You can help out your family through different trust funds and tax deductions. Please, this is just some of the things that we put together here at Mortgage Teacher, but we would work with your accountant. We work with your financial planner to make these plans come into place. But this is something out there that I'm starting to see trending because if you're going to go borrow a line of credit from a bank or, or for example, building a house, this is, this is why home builders don't usually use a major bank unless they get really big. They'll use source, some sort of short-term money. I even call it Band-Aid money. We're only going to use this for six months. So it's a short-term you know, cost of borrowing. And then that way you jump into, once you're done the house, then you jump into your nice five-year plan or as many are talking about, maybe a three-year plan. And that's another topic for another show. But, you know, if you're coming up for renewal this year, 2023, give us a shout if you like. I'm sure your bank is giving you a quote that you're quite shocked. And let's see what's going on with the market because not, it's not just the rate, folks. What product should you take? What if you take another five-year and the rates go down in two years and then back up? For example, the next election might be October 2025. Maybe that's a good time to come up for renewal. So maybe a two-year or a three-year is more attractive. We can talk about that. Again, my name is Michael Mullis, president of Mortgage Teacher. And thank you for tuning in on the program today. Go and have yourselves a great weekend, a great long weekend, or make it long if you have to. And again, look us up, mortgageteacher.com. We're here to help, folks. Have a great weekend.